0: Welcome to Short Stories, a Forest Lake and Anala Writers Group podcast and community radio series. This new series will showcase a selection of short stories, all written and read by a local group of experienced and emerging writers. My name is Tiffany Price. I teach English, literature and communications online at four different universities. I was born in Canada, spent my adolescent years in North Carolina, then moved to England with my husband back in 2014, when I began writing. I currently reside in Brisbane, Australia. I have published two novels, Love's True Colors, which is a romance novel, and my recent release, Take Flight, which is a suspense novel. I publish under pen name T.E. Price. I enjoy tackling taboo topics within my fictional plots, and I look forward to sharing my next story very soon. This short story is called The Game of Life. The distant clapping of dirty plates sloshing around in the kitchen sink sings a tune of a lullaby as I stretch both arms above my head, then collapse onto the couch. I remove my ball cap, brush a hand over my shaved head, then rub my rounded stomach full of gravy-soaked turkey, buttery stuffing, and creamy broccoli casserole. The rich smell of an apple pie wafts into the living room and my mouth waters, whether I have the room for a slice or not. Ah, Thanksgiving. Always a treat, even if I don't really know the people I spent it with this year. Leo, my fiancé, calls. I twist around and look down the hall to find her poised before a mirror, running manicured fingers through her straight hair, her handbag slung over her shoulder. We are about to leave for the Black Friday sales. She chirps, leaning closer to the mirror, sliding the tip of her index finger over her painted lips, then turning toward me. I sigh and rise from the couch with a heave. So, where are we going? She stops mid-stride and blinks at me several times. No, no, only the women go out for Black Friday. The men stay at home with the kids. It's tradition in our family. I take a quick glance around, jut my head forward, then lower my voice to a whisper. But those kids aren't my kids. You can't leave me here with your brother. I gesture at the expanse with an open palm. She rolls her eyes and steps closer, patting my chest like she's petting a dog. It'll be fine, she says. By the time you get to know him, you'll love James, just like I do. Plus, you'll have to get to know him before the wedding. She plants a light kiss on my lips and falls back with a grin. My family is your family now, so you better get used to it. I scratch my head as I slouch into the couch, the comfort of the turkey now churning in my belly. The clicking of heeled boots across the ceramic tiles is interrupted with bedtime, instructions and ends with a slam of front door. Well, that's settled then. I guess it's just me and James tonight. Footsteps thud from behind and in a flash, my spine snaps to attention, as if slouching on another man's couch is a crime. Hey man, James says as he moves to the kitchen, I'm going to start getting the kids ready for bed. How about you and I play a game over a slice of apple pie? I bite the inside of my cheek and squeeze my eyes closed as he disappears into the kitchen. Sure, I say, shifting my body as if I'm kneading the cushion beneath me with the weight of my discomfort. What game did you have in mind? There's a stash of games piled in the railings under the coffee table. Choose one, he yells from the kitchen. I lean to the side and peer under the coffee table, stifling a groan as I grab the first box I lay my hands on. The game of life. Hmm. That'll do. There's enough action to avoid awkward silences, and it'll last just long enough for me to call it a night after I win. I dominated this game as a kid. Life, huh? James says as he strides toward the coffee table with two plates of apple pie. I wipe both palms down the legs of my jeans and nod. That's a good one. You mind setting it up as I check on the kids? He plunks the plates down and leaves the room as I pull out the playing board and place the cards and money close enough to manage the banking. Once the game is set up, I start drumming my fingertips against the coffee table, listening to muffled voices down the hall. A quiet argument about electronics at bedtime ensues, and I look down at my hands, waiting for James to raise his voice. But he doesn't. I would raise my voice if that were my kid. Hopefully this family doesn't expect all men to be as calm and collected as James. The voices move to a bedroom at the far end of the house and my eyes slide over to the pile of career cards. I gulp, then pick up the pile. Sorting through the different options, I begin to stack the top of the deck with options that make the most income for when my turn comes around. What's life without a little head start? Sorry about that, James says, striding down the hall. He lowers himself into the seat across the coffee table from me and rubs both hands together. Okay, all set? I nod and gesture at him to twist the spinner first. The game begins. So, I say, making small talk as James decides to move his player piece to the start college path. You went to Ohio State, right? That's right, James says, with a sideways grin. Not too far from here, so I got to live at home with my family. I spin with a polite nod. Reaching for the career cards I already know I will turn up. I make my choice and discard the other two, content with the money I've already started making early in the game. A crooked smile plays at the corner of my mouth as I count the debt James has accumulated due to beginning with college. I've already got this in the bag. Why did you want to stay with your family, I ask. Well, James starts rubbing a hand down his face with a slow exhale. My mom was sick, and my dad didn't make much money. I wanted to stick around and help out. I spent whatever spare time I had working. He shrugs one shoulder, spins, then moves his piece as he adds. I had all my younger sisters to worry about. I always thought I'd just work and help pay bills, but my dad insisted on me going to college. His shoulders fall forward with a quiet laugh. My dad was a huge Buckeye fan. I think he was more excited when I got accepted than I was. James wipes a hand over his sad smile erasing it as he looks down. My dad never went to college, and he didn't live long enough to see me graduate. I'm sorry, man, I say through tight lips, fixing my eyes on the board as I make my next move. The silence that follows engulfs me, so I lick my lips and ask, I thought it was your mom who was sick. Taking no apparent offense at my prodding questions, James makes his next move on the board, then says, she was, and no one thought she would outlive my dad. My dad died in an accident. Totally unexpected. I became the sole breadwinner for the family. And when my mom died, I stuck around until all my sisters turned 18. I take my turn, move around the board, square my shoulders, and collect more money, fighting a smirk as I count the fake notes and place them beside my untouched slice of apple pie. That must have been tough, I huff. Yeah, James says with a wave of his hand. He spins, moving down the family path then lifts his plate of apple pie. But my parents had a strong faith, taught me and my sisters all we know about God. I know they're in heaven, and I'll see them again one day. He takes a bite, closing his eyes and chewing slowly, as if he's savoring every ounce of the flaky goodness. I reach for my piece of the pie as a distraction from my jumbled thoughts of church and my beliefs. Sure, I believe there's a God. I wouldn't be engaged right now if I didn't pretend to uphold that non-negotiable fact. But how can someone be so confident about faith in heaven? Isn't life just about being a good person? I'm a good person. The scraping of his fork across the plate pulls my eyes upward just as I twirl the spinner. I'll just put this in the sink, James says, rising from his seat and walking to the kitchen. The spinner stops moving and I count the spaces that would land me on a bank fine. With a quick glance at the kitchen doorway, I shift the spinner and move my piece to a space that promises a large sum of money instead. What James doesn't know won't hurt him. He re-enters, eyes on the board, and high-fives me as I add the cash to my stash. It's his turn. I clear my throat. So, I start as he lands on the marriage space. You and Carly have been married for a while now, huh? Yeah, he answers, a boyish smile pulling at his cheeks. She was my mom's nurse. I fell for her the moment I saw her. It's something about the way she cared for my mom. So gentle, yet still fun and bubbly. I couldn't stop thinking about her. I knew she was the one. I take my turn and collect more money. Did she know it too? Not at first, James says, spinning and moving his way around the board, turning up cards and making decisions with a spark in his eyes at the memory of how he met his wife. Her focus was on my mom, and mine was too. But I tried to sneak in a few compliments here and there. Eventually, I plucked up the courage to take her on a date. I took her to the nicest restaurant I could find. I had to save for months, but she was worth every penny. Still is. It's my turn. As I move my piece, my thoughts travel back to when I met James's sister. Did I give her compliments? Where was our first date, anyway? Hmm. It wasn't that long ago. Why can't I remember where I took her? James takes another turn and collects more money. My lips twist with a quick flare of my nostrils. I just paid him for getting married, as if that's a real part of life. I clench my jaw. He might be catching up. I reach for the spinner as a baby's whimper from the next room escalates into a wail. James lifts from his seat and promises to be quick. I hover over the board and start counting my money. The crying continues, so I lean across and start counting James's money. Almost even. I slip his notes back the way I found them and reach to add a few notes from the bank to my own stash. The crying stops and James returns to the game. Sorry about that, he says. Our poor little girl is cutting teeth. It breaks my heart to see her in pain like that. She's all settled now, but I had to hold her and kiss her rosy cheeks to get her to go back to sleep. No problem, I say, with a shrug. But my stomach clenches at the thought of giving up my free time to get a baby to sleep, whether they're teething or not. James shares some childhood stories about my fiance, explaining how generous and noble she's always been, as if I didn't already know. She's a high-end lawyer who focuses on more pro bono cases than anyone else at the firm. We move to the end of the game, hitting retirement at the same time, then counter money. As it turns out, I win by a landslide, just like I planned. Great game, James says, shaking my hand as he rises from his seat. I enjoyed our chat, too. I'm just going to slip into the kids' room. Our son should be lights out by now, but let's face it, he adds with a chuckle. That's unlikely. I nod, reach for my half-eaten pie, and sink into the couch, breathing in my wind as my eyes roam the room. My gaze lands on the large portrait of James and his family hanging over the mantle. My fork pauses halfway to my mouth as I study the effortless smile spread across his face as he holds his wife, his crinkled eyes resting on his children. This is the man who helped raise my fiancé, who will walk her down the aisle, who has earned the respect of his wife and sisters. I shovel the cold pie into my mouth, but the crust turns to a tasteless pace as my stomach sours at the thought of swallowing it. Am I really the winner here? This has been a short story written and read by Tiffany Price for the Inala Forest Lake Writers Group. Listen for more short stories from the Forest Lake and Anala Writers Group podcast on your favourite podcast platform and during 2022 around Australia on the Community Radio Network and on London's podcast radio in the UK. For more information on the writers, visit forestlakerwriters.com.au. Short stories from the Forest Lake and Inala Writers Group is a Brisbane Podcasting Centre audio production. Supported by Brisbane City Council. Thanks for listening.